God is jealous for your love, loved one. I mean, just think about that. He's he's not okay with, eh, hey, what's up? How's your life with Christ? Eh. He's not okay with that. He's not okay with apathy. He's not okay with half-hearted devotion. He's not okay with that. Because that's not what he deserves. He has purchased us for our entire life, for our, all our devotion, for our greatest praise and wonder and dependence upon him. So he's not okay with lukewarm living. You got to hear that today. Hi, listeners and loved ones. Welcome back to Live in the Light. I'm your host, Craig Turnbull, and joining me in our studio is our teacher, Pastor Robbie Simons. And hey, you have joined us in the middle of our Malachi series, which we're titling Return to Me. And today's message is about leftovers. And Robbie, what we're learning is there's some really good leftovers, like from that restaurant you like, but the leftovers we're talking about today, not good at all. Right, that's so true. I'm actually a big leftover fan when it comes to good meals. But again, as you just said, Craig, in God's word today, uh, no, this is not what we're looking for. We examine today as God is calling for the hearts of his people through chapter one in Malachi, he's looking for their honor. God rightly deserves our best. But what he's finding is his people really are giving him their worst. They're giving him whatever's left over at the end. And God is not okay with that. Why? Because he is jealous for your love and mine. Did you know that right now, loved one? Did, did you know that the Lord yearns jealously over the spirit he has made to dwell in you? That's amazing to me. The God of the universe wants our love so much. So he doesn't allow us to settle for leftovers because that's when our lives get hurt. That's when things don't go the way we want them to. We think it's going to be good, but God knows better. Life is most fulfilled, most joy-filled, most blessed when Jesus Christ is first. And so that's the heart of the message today. Let me ask you as we start today, do you truly honor the Lord above all else? Well, let's find out if the answer to that question is yes, maybe, or maybe we're saying right now, not at all. God, lead us, help us, and teach us today through your word. Amen. All right. We trust you are as excited as we are to dive into God's word today. Malachi chapter one, beginning in verse six with a message entitled, Where is my honor? Here again is Pastor Robbie. All right. Bible's open to uh, Malachi chapter one. Malachi chapter one, second week here in our series, which is entitled Return to Me. I'm thankful for the strong start we had last week. I'm thankful for the feedback of God's people too, just to hear how God is at work in your hearts. That's why we're here. It's what we do. Beholding the glory of the Lord, being transformed. And so God is speaking to us specifically uh, through Malachi 3 verse 7, the theme verse of this series, return to me and I will return to you. Amazing. God says, return to me and I will return to you. Why does God say return to me to his people? Because this is the heart of God for his people. A loved ones, just, just, just stop long enough and think about that. God calls out and he's like, I want you. I want your heart. I long for of all of you. It is really blowing me away that God is actually jealous for our love. 
God is jealous for your love, loved one. I mean, just think about that. He's, he's not okay with, eh. Hey, what's up? How's your life with Christ? Eh. He's not okay with that. He's not okay with apathy. He's not okay with half-hearted devotion. He's not okay with that. Because that's not what he deserves. He has purchased us for our entire life. For our, all our devotion, for our greatest praise and wonder and dependence upon him. So he's not okay with lukewarm living. You got to hear that today. So right away, this is not a popular message for our world right now. Our world right now wants it to be about me and, and my pleasure and my leisure and my happiness. And that's the person who will forego the ultimate joy found in the only person possible, Jesus Christ, our Lord. But God is jealous for your love. See, can I have a verse for that? Yes. James 4, verse 5. He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. Wow. God yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. So our hearts are constantly wandering and that is why God is constantly calling because he's not okay that we wander. He wants us to return to him, that he might return to us. That's why he brings on series like Malachi, because that is the heart of this message in this small yet powerful book in the word of God. And in week number one, we saw the people of God were complaining to God, and they were actually questioning God on his love for them. Oh yeah, God, how have you loved us, they said. You say you loved us? Show us. We don't think you loved us in the way that we wanted you to love us. Week number two now, that question gets thrown back upon God's people. So the real question should not be, hey God, how have you loved us? The real question now is for Israel. Hey Israel, how have you loved God? And let's put that in our context, in our situation now. The real question is not, hey God, how have you loved us? He's proven that through his son, Jesus Christ. The question now for us and for you and I right now is, hey people, hey Robbie, hey leaders, hey group members, hey church, Harvest Oakville, how have we loved God? Rather than God being on trial, it's time for us to sit on the stand for a line of questioning and what it's going to reveal, particularly Malachi chapter 1, it's going to reveal the sickness of the hearts and the sin within God's people. What kind of sin? Let me describe and summarize it in three L's. Leftovers, laziness, licentiousness. God's people were giving God not their best, actually their worst in many ways. Leftovers, the scraps of their lives, the scraps of their love, the scraps of their giving, the scraps of their time, the scraps of their giftedness, the scraps. God is worth more than that. They were lazy, flat out lazy, growing tired of the grace and mercy of God as we will see. Licentiousness, the evil among their lives, everything is permissible, no real true conviction in the Lord. The phrase of our passage that summarizes everything we're going to be seeing today is found in verse six of Malachi chapter one. It's when the Lord looks at his people and he asks this question, where's my honor? That becomes our sermon title too. God says, where's my honor? Where 
is my honor. And that's the phrase I want to pull out today as our sermon title to use as our spiritual surgical scalpel. God says, where is my honor? The Lord is asking this question to his people in Malachi's day, and now the Lord is asking this question to his people here today. I want you to see the Lord pulls us aside collectively, and the Lord pulls us aside individually, and he asks, listen, loved ones, look here, look here, look here. The Lord asks among us all today, he looks right at you, man, I'll look at many people I can right now, I'll look right at you and just say, the Lord's asking you, he's saying, where's my honor? Lord, look, I, I got to go over here now. I, I need you to take this personally right now, collectively and personally. The Lord is looking down upon your heart and your life and where you are right now, and he's saying, where is my honor? Where, where, where is my honor? The only one who truly deserves all honor and glory and wisdom and our praise. Why is that question so important? Because it tells whether our hearts are sincere or insincere. What we honor proves what we love. Now, some of you might say, when it comes to honoring the Lord, I think I'm doing okay. Some of you might say, I'm not really sure I am. Some of you right now know I'm not living in the fear and the honor of the Lord. Well, this is what we find out together today. Why is this so important? Here's why. Because the honor of the Lord will determine the honor of our lives. Whether or not we honor the Lord will determine whether or not we are honored by the Lord. Say, how can you say that? Proverbs says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. The friendship of the Lord is for those who, Proverbs also says, the reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. The reward for humility and the fear or honor of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. Today's message is a very big deal. Today's message gets to the heart of our heart of why we're living and what it's really about. So let's answer this question. How do I know if I'm honoring God? Answer number one to that in our outline is this, by giving my best to him, no leftovers. I know I'm honoring the Lord if I'm giving my best to him, certainly not my leftovers. Malachi 1 verse 6 says, a son honors his father, this is God speaking to his people now, and a servant his master, if then I am a father, here it is, where is my honor? If I'm a father of all the people, if I'm a father of your life and your salvation, if I'm the good, good father, then where is my honor? He goes on, if I am a master, where is my fear? You fear your earthly master. Will you not feel your, fear your heavenly master? Says the Lord of hosts. Says the Lord of hosts to you. Notice, oh priests who despise my name. But listen to the objections again, the theme throughout Malachi. But you say, how have we despised your name? Arguing back against God. God responds, by offering polluted food upon my altar by giving me your scraps. But you say, how have we polluted you, arguing again against God Almighty, by saying that the Lord's table may be despised. Priests, you are permitting this garbage to occur on the altar of the Lord. There's no honor, there's no fear, there's no respect, there's no love, there's no sacrifice. There's no holiness in your lives or your offering. 
You are despising the name, notice, by saying the Lord's table may be despised. When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? When you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Notice what God says next in verse eight. Try giving that to your governor, he says. See if he will accept it, not a chance. So if your governor will not accept it, why should I then accept it, God says. Notice again, says the Lord of hosts. Do you know that in Malachi, that phrase, the Lord of hosts, is used at a much higher percentage than any other book in the Bible? Way higher. The Lord of hosts, why? The Lord of all uh, sufficiency, the Lord of all provision, the Lord of all glory, the Lord who meets your need, the Lord that brings salvation, the Lord that will do anything he desires to do, the Lord of hosts. And did you offer him your scraps, your leftovers? So the Lord is calling for his honor. He speaks into his people who are floundering in lukewarm, half-hearted devotion. And what the Holy Spirit does is, listen, he takes dead aim at the priests. He takes dead aim at the spiritual leaders of the day. You say, why would he do that? Here's why. Because the Lord knows as the leaders go, so go the people. As the spiritual leaders go, so go the people. Just think of the congregations that are led with poor theology or no theology. Think of the congregations that are led with no real pursuit and seriousness of holiness in their lives. Think of the congregations that are not instructed in the fear of the Lord or the honor of him. Think of the congregations that are not pressed or challenged to have a real hunger for the Lord Jesus Christ or abiding in him. Think of the congregations that are giving into culture at a rapid rate and capitulating to society in all forms. What is the result of congregations that are led by this? The result is you have a group of people who are malnourished. You have a group of people who are spiritually lazy. You have a group of people that are okay with growing sin. You have a group of people who are fundamentally immature in the word of God. You have a group of people who are unprepared for the reality, the trials, and the tests of life. You have a group of people, when they're not instructed in the fear of the Lord, they are lacking wisdom. Because the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If a congregation ceases to fear the Lord, they have just foregone and forfeited the wisdom that only comes from God and therefore they can only be led then in the foolishness of their own human wisdom and the own lives in the world that they are living. This is a very, very big deal. Where the spiritual leaders go, so go the people. I need you to see throughout this text, the number one sin in not honoring the Lord is compromise. There's a lack of integrity. We must see how our lives, loved ones, are lived in the details. Watch out for your heart. Keep your heart with all vigilance. Why? For from it flows the spring of life. Watch when you start cutting small corners in lives. When you start cutting small corners in the details of your life, that is an indication of a greater problem of here a greater problem of your heart. Something is wrong with your heart when you begin to wander in the details of life. Watch for the small indicators telling you that there's a sickness, there's a disease, there's an infection that has occurred here. Daniel Henderson says it so well. The devil doesn't have to destroy us. He only has to distract us. It only takes the smallest rudder on the largest ship to be turned ever so slightly. And you give that ship enough time when the rudder turns slightly off course and give it enough time and the end result could be catastrophic. 
time and time again, the believer, the family, the leaders, the churches, they slightly go, not that big a deal. That's okay. We let go out where we are. We're not going to honor the Lord. We're going to turn the rudder just a little bit. But you give it enough time and sure enough, happening in our day, all over this nation, turn the theology, don't take God's word very seriously. It begins in one step and grows and grows and grows and grows. And literally you have people who become apostate no longer valid in their true conviction in the Lord Jesus Christ, leading people to anywhere but the Lord Jesus Christ and true salvation. I'm telling you, man, it all begins with the fear of the Lord. It all begins with the honoring of him with our lives and us as leaders. No wonder then I just need to say to you, probably more than ever, I've had people come up to me and say, Robbie, I want you to know I'm praying for you and for the elders. I can't tell you how much joy that brings to my heart. Why? Because I just trust me. I know my weakness. Every day I live, man, it's a battle for my heart. And it's a battle for yours. And here, trust me, I'm not taking lightly at all, man. The gravity and the reality that what happens in my life impacts a lot of people. I didn't ask for that. In many ways, I didn't want it. But it's true. With the elders of this church, the leaders, and of course, you're no exception. But let me just speak on behalf of the elders right now. Your prayers are absolutely rejoiced in and valued because we know we can't do this apart from him. We know every day is one day to seek the Lord and say, God, please save us from ourselves. I want you to know too, as you pray for your leaders, in some ways, it's a holy, selfish prayer because you pray for us, you're praying for yourself too. Because as we go, you go. We're in this together. And the reality and the unity and the beauty that is found as God's people pray for one another, especially for their leaders, that they might be protected from themselves, let alone the enemy of our day. As the leaders go, so go the people. So the spiritual leaders of Malachi's day, they were compromised. How were they compromised? In verses six to eight, we get a dissection of their hearts. It started with this. They didn't honor the Lord. When they didn't honor the Lord, they didn't fear the Lord. When you don't fear the Lord, you despise his name. How do you despise his name? You love self or world more than God. When you love self or world more than God, then you give him polluted offerings. What are polluted offerings? Your leftovers, your scraps, anything but your best. You come up and you find out whatever change in your pocket and say, okay, God, here you go. Meanwhile, you're spending all these hundreds and thousands of dollars on your own benefit, leisure, blessing, and luxury living. It all starts with a lack of honor or fear of the Lord. Look at verse eight. When you offer blind animals and sacrifice, is that an evil? Look at how God treats this. When you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Again, try to give that to your governor. He's not going to accept it. So again, why should God? Allow me to take a moment to show you the process of the heart here on the screen, what's happening in Malachi 6, 1, 6 to 8. This is the end result here, okay? This is the end result. What we have to do today, we have to discover, man, what part of my life is this? But notice, the cheap, lame, compromised offerings, my leftovers, but how does that happen? What happens from here? It's when I despise his name. The, this is the end product. This doesn't happen in a day. It's when, my, it's when my real affection is for things other than the Lord. He's the only one worthy of my praise. But I'm loving the world. I'm loving myself more than God. Well, then I'm despising his name because he's the only one worthy of my true affection. And that results in my cheap, lame, compromised offerings. But then how do I, how do I despise his name? Well, it's half-hearted devotion. He's not my first love. It's lukewarm living. It's apathy. It's lethargy. It's complacency. It's eh, whatever. The heart's not in it. 
One foot in the world, one foot in the church, kind of, but it's half-hearted. Jesus says, I spit that out of my mouth. But how does this happen? It begins with this. It all starts here because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If I don't fear the Lord, I'm not wise. If I'm not wise, I start falling to the traps of my flesh and the enemy. Then I start despising his name. Then I end up at church on a weekend and with my life and I'm handing him the scraps and the leftovers to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is not right. And that is the sickness of the heart that has been hardened and diseased. So we pause right now and we examine our hearts and we ask ourselves, what kind of offering am I giving to the Lord? Is the Lord getting my leftovers? You say, well, Robbie, how do I know of? How do I examine my life to figure this out? Well, I think the three main areas of examining if you're giving your best to the Lord are in these three categories. My time, my talent, and my treasure. Because your time, talent, and treasure will really indicate what you love and what you honor. And then what you love and what you honor, you will find out again what your life is really about. And by the way, in the fear of the Lord, those three categories, the right theology is his time, his talent, his treasure in my life. See what happens there? When you lack a fear of the Lord, you're like, my time, my treasure, my talent, it's mine. But the right theology says, I have lost my life. My, my, my life has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I deny myself what Jesus instructs us. See that? So the right theology is, it's his time. It's his talent. It's his treasure in my life. See, why would this be so? Because the Lord is so awesome, so loving, so worthy, so magnificent, so wonderful, so gracious, so glorious. There is simply none like him. The Lord is so merciful, so kind, so majestic, so generous, so patient, so loving, so sovereign, so holy. Because the Lord is so powerful, so infinite, so good, so faithful, so wise. Again, for the third time, so loving. So without question and without hesitation then, because no one can be described in this way. And because this God has saved me from my sin without, without hesitation, without question then, he deserves our best. He deserves our very best because he is worthy of my praise. And anything less, loved ones, when we give God second rate down the list, super low priority, we are, hear this today, we are despising his name. God forgive us. God have mercy upon us and he will give mercy to the heart that is truly contrite. Hear this though, ready? We don't give him our best so that he loves us. We give him our best because he has loved us. That's a very important distinction. We don't give him our best. So now, okay, he's like, Nicky, now I'm pleased. Finally, you showed up. Finally, you gave me some stuff worthy of my praise. Now I like you. That's not how God works, man. It's because he has given everything to us in inconceivable, incomprehensible, inexhaustible love that we then in turn desire in love for him to give him our best. Romans 12.1 says it so well. Paul says, I appeal to you therefore by the mercies of God. What's the mercies of God? It's the gospel. 11 chapters of gospel summarized in because the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel has saved you, redeemed you, restored you, reconciled you, ransomed you by sacrificing his own self, purchasing you with his blood. 
He has sanctified you, making more like Jesus Christ. He guarantees glorification. He has placed his Holy Spirit in you that you've been adopted as a child of God. That's a pretty significant uh, theology wrapped up in, I appeal to you therefore the mercies of God, the gospel of God. Now here's the implication. God has loved you in this way. So therefore present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God. Why? For this is your spiritual worship. See what's happening there? See what's happening there? The gospel commands and demands our sacrifice of our lives and offering to the Lord. This has impacted me this week. Right now, Lord Jesus Christ, this sermon is an offering to you. That blesses me. When we sing, I'm offering you my praise. I am offering you my time. I am giving my life to your glory right now because you alone are worthy. And then forgive me, God, when I stroll in here casually, when I go through my days and I treat you lightly and irreverently and, and, and take you for granted and despise your name by what I say, how I think, and how I live because you deserve more from my life than that, because you are the king of kings. You are worthy of everything I could ever give. You know, a beautiful illustration, it appears in every gospel, in all four gospels, the story of the sinful woman in some form or one or another. This thing of the story related to what we're learning right here. She comes in, man, she's a woman of the city. She's a prostitute. Everyone despises her. She comes in. She's so in love with Jesus because in some form, some way, she recognized Jesus as the one who saves her from her sins. She bows down at his feet. She begins to weep. She wipes her tears with her hair on his feet and then she pours perfume over Jesus. And the people watching her do this, they're indignant. That's so expensive. We could have saved that and used it for the poor. Whatever, Judas, whatever. And others in the Pharisee, if Jesus knew who was touching him, he would never. And Jesus says, he says, leave her alone. She has done a beautiful thing to me. And wherever the, he says this, wherever the gospel is proclaimed throughout this world, the story of her will be told with it. Why? Why? Think, 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 think. She has nothing that she will hold back because she is kneeling before the one who has given her everything. So the most expensive thing she can bring, she pours and breaks over the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing given to the Lord Jesus Christ in this way will be wasted, nothing. Because he is the one only worthy of all the worship we could ever muster. Don't you see? So she pours out her whole life in sacrifice and others to stain her for it. And yet the Lord Jesus Christ says, leave her alone for she has done a beautiful thing to me. How do we honor him? We give him our best. No leftovers. What does our best look like? Looks like this, the first hour of my day. I wake up, here's my day, Lord, take it, use it. My first hour is my best hour. This is my whole life right here. It all starts here, abiding, God time. God, you are the one who allowed me to sleep and wake up. You were allowed, allowed my heart to beat my mind to think right now, you're the one who's given me life. You're the one who has placed salvation in me. Lord, you deserve, you deserve the first hour of my day. Secondly, first day of the week. It's a principle of Sabbath. It's what we're doing right now. 
Lord, you have, you have bestowed on me the, the title of child of God if I've placed my faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of my sins. I will set apart in principle the first day of my week to give to you in holiness and reverence and awe and adoration and praise and in worship. Next, the first check that I write. This is such a big one because in our society, in every society, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. This is, again, we always hear, Jesus taught on money more than heaven and hell combined. Why? Because if he doesn't have the wallet, he doesn't have the heart. Because if the heart's truly saved, the wallet's also converted. This is so important. This is so important. If you are showing up and handing over pocket change to the Lord, you have heart issues. Well, a convicting message for sure, but one that finds us at the end clinging again to the grace that's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Loved ones, there is no condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus. We cling to that truth today as we wrap up this episode and pray that God's grace be with you this day. Uh, We hope that this series and this message in particular is encouraging you as you continue on in your life following Jesus Christ. But we want you to be aware that there are other messages and other series that we pray would be an encouragement to you as well. And if you'd love to check those out, please make sure you visit us online at liveinthelight.ca. That's all for today, listeners. Join us again next time here on Live in the Light.